Kathy here, Boot Dude, and uh, we're moving Community Table into the Zoomcast uh, area now, for at least for a little while. And uh, we're going to kind of change our format a little bit. We're going to use this to, to just keep talking to our people in the restaurant community and in the, in the food service community and kind of let them tell us what they're going through right now. I can, I can write all these stories, but the people who can tell you the story straight to your face are the people who are there. And with me today is Chef Josh Valentine of Livegrass Butcher and Bistro, and Elise Fishbein from Paseo Grill, and also Sauced on yes. Paseo also. And what's the bar across the street, too? You got that, too. Elise, you got all this great stuff. Yeah, Sauced on the side, and then we have a private banquet venue called The Reserve. The Reserve, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and you and Josh, let, let's, let's cover that. But you and Josh, you guys were in cahoots there for a while. Josh was uh, consulting with you guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, well, this year feels like last year already. So <laughs> uh, last year, and he was with us, um, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but up until you went to go focus on live grass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, hanging out there and and uh, doing uh, some fun stuff over there. And then I got this opportunity and came over here. And that's, I mean, yeah, that was like almost two years ago now. Wow. Was it? It's about, been about a year and a half, yeah. Well, yeah, and like you said, this oh my was gosh. cool, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, um, it was kind of fun full circle because um, JV's in-laws were the first chefs that I worked with when I was barely 18 to 20. Wow. So, yeah, it was kind of kind, kind of fun coming back around. That's oh, how this God. restaurant industry is, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it's very much, so. <laughs> very much so. Interrelated. Let's call it interrelated. Let's yeah, do it. It's a that sounds like something you do in Arkansas, though. <laughs> True. So, Josh, uh, Elise brought it up. Tell us about Livegrass. You opened, I mean, you've been trying to open since March. Take us through it a little bit. We're, we're finally there. We're, uh, we're currently kind of ending week three right now. Uh, Livegrass Butcher and Bistro. Um, we have a small little butcher shop where we, you know, sell our beef, pork, chicken that we raise out of the ranch out in Henrietta. We supplement with some uh, boneless, skinless, organic chicken breast or some prime beef, things like that. And then, uh, you know, we have a, a small butcher shop menu that you know, we do hamburgers, hot sandwiches, cold sandwiches, and a few salads. And all the proteins served out on the restaurant industry side or out on the food service side are all from the ranch. Mm -hmm, and right. so it's been, it's been going pretty, pretty, pretty well. I mean, considering um, it's definitely not like a normal honeymoon phase that you're experiencing in non-COVID uh, restaurant operations. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I, still, I still feel lucky to, to have a restaurant open and running right now. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that is a hundred percent true, but let's, let's focus on that for just a minute because that's part of what I think is, is important about getting this information out there is for people to understand uh, as best as we can present it, how restaurants operate. You know, there's, a, I don't think a lot of people even understand how restaurants make money. Uh, but, but, and, and part of it is seasonal in, in a weird way. And one of the seasons for making money in a restaurant is the opening, right? Yeah, for sure. Big crowd. Big crowd. I mean, that's that's when you're opening. And we we in the business we call it the honeymoon phase, you know. And then usually that can go anywhere from three months to a year, depending on how successful the restaurant is being received. So you know, I mean, normally you can't you can't get a reservation into that restaurant during okay. that time period right. Right, right now. And so when you see it now, it's like you can't fill up your dining room. Right. <laughs> so it's right. completely the opposite of what you would normally thing. expect. Yeah. It's like saying, okay, we're going to play baseball, but. Uh, where the fence ends, we're going to put a big wall so there's no home runs. Yes. It's, it's, it's going to bounce back, and that's going to be an out, and you got to figure out some other way to do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and that is part of the challenge. So what you guys are doing, you got you do have you have takeout options. People can call in, and you have limited dining right now, correct? Yeah, we have limited dining right now. Uh, we do have takeout. We have online uh, ordering available, and then we have a pickup window where you can just order online on the website, come and pick it up through the window. You know, basically contactless service. You know, um, and and that's what we're encouraging. We're encouraging you know call ahead orders. Come in, come in, pick it up, take it to go. Uh, but you know, if people feel comfortable about being able to dine in a dining room, I don't want to be able to take that away from them because obviously we're, we're still trying to capture retail, you know? And so we're put in that weird position. You know, we keep all of our staff masked up. We're doing all of the, you know, the sanitizing every time somebody opens a door, we're going behind them and cleaning it. We're doing all of these things. But at the end of the day, you don't want to be able to say, well, you can't come in and eat. We have to try and capture every dollar that we can just to stay alive. That's right. And it really is. It is is that important. Uh, Elise, I know you guys, uh, you kind of took your you took your own route. You closed for a while. Take us through kind of what your approach was on on, on operating during the pandemic. Uh, well, when it all you guys, uh, real quick, you guys are 14 years old. Just turned, yes, we just turned 14. Too, right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. take us through how you did it. We um, when it all kind of hit the uh, proverbial fan. <laughs> We discussed it and with our operations, our overhead, our costs, to transition so rapidly into something else because we're a destination location, we're casual fine dining, we're all these things, we decided to just kind of shutter it down. Um, because the money that to put into it to revamp everything might not have been there. Um, Sauced, on the other hand, we already had delivery and services like that, so we kept that open um, and just tried to kind of operate off of that. And then um, coming back into it, we were going to trickle in with to-go's and things like that. But at Paseo Grill, we decided just to go back into it and open the dining room because we found that people wanted to come back in and have that experience. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we looked out kind of with our floor plan because we've got those booths that are already divided. Yeah, you've got Uh, bales up already. You kind of had – you were social distancing a little bit already, weren't you? We were. And um, so – to go, kind of coincide with that, we took out all the tables that weren't kind of in that category. Wow. So we literally removed them from the building, removed the patio tables to even spread it out more, added um, sanitizing stations uh, to, to make our guests and my staff as comfortable as we can with all the practices that we had. Yeah, you may, you've got a patio too, which is a, is a boost in this, in this atmosphere, I guess, right? Yes, yes. And we took out a third of the tables so we could spread those out. We limit like the, the number of parties. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it. You, you said for your staff and that, and that's, you know, diners, we're greedy individuals and we go into a restaurant. It's for our, it's, you're being hospitable to us. You know, this is, you know, it's like a daily Christmas present to go into a, to a restaurant and be treated like that. But there's staff behind all that. T- take us through uh, like the precautions that you guys are taking for your staff and, and maybe talk about both. And this goes for you too, Josh. Think about the mindset. Tell us a little bit about like what it's like working in this environment. I mean, it's different. I mean, the first thing that I do when every one of my employees walks in is I have to shoot them in the head with a radar gun to check their temperature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the first thing that I do before anybody walks in is like, I got to take your temperature. And it's, we make a game out of it. Like I'm like, pew, 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 pew. And trying to <laughs> see how many we can shoot. Yeah. You know? And so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that, you know, I mean, I think for everybody that's that's back there working, it's it, there's there's an uncertainty, yeah. you know. It's 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 you know they're they're all grateful that they have an opportunity to work right now, but at the same time they don't know how long that's going to be for, you Absolutely. know, or if that or if that's going to 
you know, is that going to be next week or is that going to be a month from now? And so it's, you know, as a cook for those guys, it's really hard for them to plan their life accordingly. They're just, you know, have to show up every day and work and not know if they're going to have it tomorrow or the next week or, or what's going to happen. And it's not something that, you know, again, that's things that's out of the restaurant's control. It's not, a lot of that is not something that we can control. And so we're just, there's a, there's, I think there's a bit of helplessness. You know, we feel a little bit of helpless uh, in those situations, especially for as a chef and as an owner and, and somebody that's used to being in control of everything to not have any control is, is, is kind of crazy for us. Uh, for me in particular, it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure, you know, there's a lot of people that you're looking after that you're trying to take care of. And then you don't know if you're going to be able to or not. Yeah, absolutely. With exactly what Josh said, my, my utmost responsibility is my staff, their health, their well-being, their livelihood. This is how they eat. And it's, we already operate on such razor thin margins, which I think people are starting to kind of understand the industry that didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, and then to couple that with the fact that it's like JV said, I don't know if tomorrow they're going to have that opportunity. And so we're trying all sorts of different things that we can do and then keeping them okay with being there, keeping the anxieties or the concerns or their fears balanced without showing the stress that you carry with the responsibility of the weight of it. Right. And JV said it, this isn't anything any of us did. We didn't do this. You know, we were plugging along happily, trying to create and be in the community and talking about these big events we all were going to do this year together. And then boom, this hits. That's right. Every day navigating these waters, every day the book is different. Nobody gave me this pandemic book and said, hey, <laughs> now that you're seeing this, here's what to do. Yeah. And so we're just, we're trying to figure it out day by day. The, the term well, uncharted waters gets used a lot, but this really is the definition of it. Yeah. You're literally going in a place you've never been and trying to map it as you go and plan ahead as best as you can. Cause right now, before, as we're talking, we've got, you know, talk of a, of a mask a mandate, which doesn't affect you guys very much, but then there's some other reports out there that, that are talking about more stringent recommendations, which does affect you guys. And you're today, here we sit today where you're, you've got one set of plans that you're going with and you've got to have in the back of your mind, well, this may change, you know, sometime mm -hmm. next week. I mean, that's a lot of stress to carry, is it not? It it, it really is. It's phenomenal. The um, There's also the, okay, so we tried this plan. We have to learn from it, adapt with it. And so right. this angle of it didn't work. So let's try this. Um, last, was that last week? Gosh, this everyone's having the same issue with. <laughs> um, but it was or the week prior to when all of this was really ramping up and industry was starting to get hit really hard. And all of a sudden it felt like you were just in the middle of this battle and all the sides were, all the walls were crashing in on you. Leslie, um, who's one of the owners and I decided to just take a pause before it gets any worse, go ahead and close, do some additional electrostatic cleaning, mm -hmm. ask all of my staff to go get testing for their peace of mind. And it wasn't because we had concern within, uh, my right. family at the restaurant, it was to try to get ahead of it or to give a little bit of ease to the community and to my staff. And what I found with it um, was that a lot of, especially my cooks, came to me and said that they were grateful for that because they're scared. And they're a little bit, they're a little bit concerned, either like JV said, for their, how they're going to work or if they're going to get fed or maybe they're exposed to it. Right. So the additional measures we took just to take that pause, um, which was not inexpensive, Right. When we're not we're not operating in a fashion at the moment to keep the doors and the lights on. Right. Um so you're you're hemorrhaging and you're losing more, 
but that peace of mind and that whatever we can do to ease the public and the staff a little bit. Yeah. And we, we've kind of learned some things with that too. That one of the challenges we had was the, um, all of a sudden all the labs were flooded. So getting, right. Right. getting testing back. Right. But I'm not going to uh, open back up until everybody's comfortable coming back in. And so there was just a lot of weird getting yeah. to the politics of what's going on in the state too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's with all that. One, the one thing I wanted to didn't want to get out of here without asking you guys is what can the public do to help you guys? You it's, it's, we're in a position where we almost need to, to switch places a little bit. You guys are always ones offering the hospitality uh, which is great, and that's the business. I understand that, but we're in this odd, tiny moment in time where it's almost like you do need guests to respect your needs to a certain degree. And what can, take us through what can what can the public do to help you guys out? I mean, uh, the the number one answer is is keep supporting your your independent restaurants, one hundred percent. You know, yeah. but I think more than I think. aside from that, is just patience. Just yeah. try to be patient yeah. with this because we're. We're trying to learn and, and, and adapt and, and do everything that we can to protect you, to protect our guys, to still be able to be hospitable and do what we care about and what we love. But we're having to do it at such a rate that we, we don't understand that we can't really do it in the way that we're trying to do it. And we're juggling all these other factors. I mean, most restaurants, you know, would rely on, say, 10 percent of their business being delivery and takeout, right, right, you know, right. and now it's, you know, it's completely flip-flopped where they're doing 90% and maybe 10% is coming in and that changes operational costs. Cause now you got to buy all this to go stuff. You got to, oh, and so, and those are all things that I don't think people factor into, uh, in their dining experiences is, is, is those hidden costs and things like that. And, you know, and like, you know, at least said earlier, your restaurants run on a razor thin margin anyway. So you tackle, that on top of it, plus the loss of revenue, plus everything else, and it just becomes a huge burden that we're all trying to have to carry. And the re there are a few restaurants out there that will make it through all of this, you know, but it's going to require, I think, patience on, on the on the consumer side and 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 just you know continued support. But more than anything, I think just patience. Just just be patient with us. We're going to ride this wave. We're going to get through it, and hopefully come out on the other end back as we were. And it may not. Dining may be changed completely forever. We don't know that, but we will figure it out. It just, it's just going to require patience and, and work on our end. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, see, I totally agree with you. And I'll say it for you. Uh, you we, do need to, to, we do need to support our restaurants a little more than average or as best we can, obviously. everybody's That's what's hard about this. Yeah. This is a global pandemic, so it's affecting yeah. everybody. But we do, and, and it's like, I know it's helpful if people are thoughtful about how they use the restaurant, you know, yeah. uh, uh, I, like for instance, third party deliveries don't work for you guys really. You know, I mean, yeah. it's a no. little bit of a churn, but it's almost more trouble than it's worth. Uh, I know you guys would rather have them call, uh, to, if they're going to do a takeout order or anything like that, at least tell us about, you know, you do more dine in. I mean, you, that's a bigger part. Tell us about, you know, dine in at your, at your restaurant and, and how, how it works best for you guys. Well, you know, one of the great things is being a destination location. At this point, people are still having anniversaries, an anniversary they couldn't celebrate or a birthday they couldn't get to. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of like uh, wedding parties that are very small that just want to come in and, and have six people eat. That was supposed to be a wedding of X amount. So I'm still, um, we've still been um, graced with the fact that we're getting people that want to come eat. Uh, yeah. With that, we are seeing a decrease in people wanting to go out. 
And yeah. so we're, I mean, we do a lot of, or we did a lot of catering. So we're kind of revamping what we do and we're, do, we're adding online ordering. I'm working on in-house, uh, hopefully in-house delivery at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, JV brings up a, a great point. All of those things cost additional monies. Right. The additional right. chemicals cost money. The to-go supplies cost money. The additional insurance that I need to add to add um, delivery service because we want to do it in house. I would rather one of my people get that yep. as opposed to losing 15 to 30% to a third party where we lose control of what our food is out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, the, with the community, it's, it's a lot of with patients. It's, we talk about this a lot at work. It's the benefit of doubt and giving grace. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be a little bit on both sides of we'll do everything we can to give you the best experience we can. And in turn, please bear with us and give us the same thing back. You know, I can, I encourage you to wear masks and all these things, but just understand that we're feeling the same things that you're feeling. We all have different stressors and responsibilities. It might be that you're, you know, you're able to work from home or you're not, or you got furloughed or you got laid off. This is how we eat. That's right. And we've all got to, we've all got to stay together and do that. I mean, we have a beautiful community here and the restaurants have really supported each other and staying local. Um, But the community sharing those words and positive words and being positive with that message as opposed to kind of starting to bash the little bitty things. That's right. We're, we're jumping rope every day. We're just trying to figure this out. Yeah. I think patience is the key here. Patience when you walk through the door, patience when you consider what a restaurant is trying to do to get through this thing. Uh, you know, a lot of the call outs online about who's doing what, I mean, it, with a little patience applied to those thoughts, that would be really helpful. I mean, how could anybody actually think that somebody's got a plan in place and yet you jump right on social media and you're seeing it all manifest itself in this ugliness? This is sort of the call to quit that stuff. You know, let's let's just be human to each other. Yeah. Let's help each other get through this thing. We're, we literally are all in this thing together, right? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. All right, gang. Well, I appreciate you help, uh, joining us today. And uh, please, everybody, uh, Live Grass Butcher and Bistro. Yeah, where are you at? Uh, Josh, tell people where you're at. 3601 East 2nd Street in Edmond, uh, half mile west off I-35 on the north side of the street. Yeah, and hey, a lot of people uh, with uh, with being able to get out a little bit limited, it's a great place for a, for a Sunday drive or a Monday drive or whatever, a little bit of a cruise. And then at least, of course, you guys are down there in the heart of Paseo. Uh, Paseo is, is – tell us a little bit about Paseo before we go. I mean – some places are open. I guess everybody's open to some degree. Yeah, everyone's everyone's yeah. open. There's actually um, a, a city ordinance of sorts that that allows you to have sidewalks be a streetery. That's, um, right. That's right. So uh, Picasso's got uh, Picasso right. Cafe right. has uh, uh, patio tables down the way. They did close um, a couple of their bars um, yeah. uh, a few weeks ago, however. Uh, but there's a lot of curbside and a lot of um, to goes going on. It's a beautiful thing. We have so many restaurants nestled in down there that you can almost do a progressive dinner where you can get a taco from Oso. Yeah. Curbside along the way. (laughs) Yeah. And we've got places where you can picnic with it. So awesome. All right. Thanks guys. And good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.